usually when there's a natural or huge disaster like this, the media comes and they cover it. And then eventually they will go to the next huge disaster. And that's just the, the nature of media. Hi, it is our pleasure tonight to introduce Madame Donut. She is a chef who's famous for her handcrafted artisanal donuts at Donut Dynamite in Maui, Hawaii. She has won Donut Showdown on the Cooking Channel and can be seen competing on MasterChef right now on Season 13, currently airing on the Fox Network. Besides donuts, Madame Donut is active within the community at promoting local food sustainability on Maui. We'll talk more about that. And this is something that's really interesting that she talked to us about in the pre-show. As a chef, she is committed to featuring local, locally sourced ingredients and continues to pursue relationships with local farms, fishermen, and hunters. Watch out, uh, watch out for her several creative projects that highlight the beautiful island of Maui coming soon. So now I want to introduce Megan, my co-host, um, who has a personal connection with Madame Donut. And we'll talk about the name. We'll talk about the noise in the background, which I think I know what it I is, it. but I'm just going to guess. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't call it noise, right? It's it's sounds. Yes. Um, but but Megan, go ahead and take it away, and uh, we'll just have our typical conversation. And I know this one. I know this one is going to be a good one. <laughs> right. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, this is my friend, Madame Donut, and we met. Um, on MasterChef this season, and we were part of the same region, her competing for Maui and me for Wyoming. And, um, you know, we just kind of clicked and became friends. We got um, lumped together a few times, and, you know, we have some funny stories. And um, I think at one point we thought that they were tracking our phones. I don't know if you guys ever found out that that was or wasn't true, but I remember when that was going on. Um, <laughs> So maybe we'll talk about that after the show. Um, uh, anyways, um, so I wanted to have you on the show so that we could talk about everything amazing that you are doing. And also, um, we want to find out how we can support Maui because of the fires that have just happened. And that is still fresh. And um, I know that this was last minute for you, but um, thank you for being here. So, um yeah, can we can we first talk about um before we get into your story, can we hear about what's going on in Maui just so that we can breathe us yes. breathe easier. First of all, aloha, you too. <laughs> Great to meet you, yeah. Bill. And it's really good to see you again, Megan. I uh yeah. one of the uh times we last talked, you were supposed to come visit Maui. So I was supposed to see you Yes in real life the next time i saw you so i mean i'm 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 so glad to see you here anyways but um i i'm actually glad we're reconnecting no matter what you know that's one yes. thing about technology these days is, is at least we can reconnect but um it's almost so yes I, yes so i'm home in maui um as many of us many of you know we had a huge fire well a few wildfires but uh one that's most affected was lahaina which is which was the capital of hawaii um so it's a this very historical area of the island and and, and hawaii in general um you know it, it 
cost us a lot of lives and businesses. And, you know, it's, it's one of those, they say it's a natural disaster, but, you know, there's so many things and so many layered. It really just isn't about the fire at this point. Um, it's, I say it's layered because besides what was damaged by the fire, um, a lot of conversations are also coming up, like why and also how we rebuild Lahaina. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's a huge conversation, at least where we are. And I'm, you know, I want to thank you ahead of time for having me here because I feel that, you know, usually when there's a natural or huge disaster like this, the media comes and they cover it. And then eventually they will go to the next huge disaster. And that's just the, the nature of media. And so uh, truth is, this is going to be, you know, it's going to be something that we're going to be dealing with for a long time here on Maui. So again, thank you for having this conversation with me because I want to bring that up and I, I want to talk about right. how now, you know, it's like the fire happened over two weeks ago. Uh, mm -hmm. We were in this big adrenaline mode, like, what can we do? We feed people, we, you know, we house people, but now we're going to be dealing with the rebuild and it's going to be a huge issue here on Maui. And it's something that I think people have to hear. Um, right. I think Maui, to a lot of people, it's a, you know, it's a beautiful destination for vacation, but, uh, and it's convenient to say it's the 50th state, you know, so it's like, Okay, it's easy to come here, but we got to remember that one of the unique things about Hawaii in general is that it's people and it's culture. And, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, we need to revive that somehow because the buildings that burned down was, some, was one thing, is mm -hmm. one thing, but it's the lives that have been affected for a long time. And this, I think, is a, as bad as it is we can look at this as an opportunity to fix a few things, um, right. hopefully for the better. Right. So, so if we back up a little bit, like to when, like people, when people think of Maui and, you know, I've been to Maui a bunch of times, that's where I got married. Um, yes. And we, you know, that's Lahaina is what you, is what people think of when they think of Maui. And mm -hmm. the, I mean, the island of Maui is a lot bigger than that, but that little part yes. that everybody thinks of, is that pretty much gone? Is that yeah. repairable? I mean, like, what does that look like now? Uh, gosh, that's a really loaded question because, you know, we're talking about uh, the indigenous people here, the Kanaka trying to have a seat at the table mm -hmm. where we're having conversations right now on, on uh, rebuilding. Right mm -hmm. now, it's not as apparent that they are being heard. And um, so, <laughs> of course, we, we wanna rebuild, we wanna rebuild the buildings and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. the most efficient and the best way where everyone is happy, mm -hmm. uh, that's a really <laughs> huge conversation. And to be honest, I'm not an expert on this. And I, I want to watch what I say too, because I don't want to be stepping right. on people's, um, well, you know, it's like, this is an issue that's beyond my expertise or my knowledge. Uh, I basically, I got involved in it 
with it really fast because of what I know I can do, right? Like exactly, people were displaced. And, and I mean, I immediately was just like, what can I do the very, very next day? It's like, I have to feed people. That's what I know to do. And mm -hmm. so I uh, sent out a cajea or like a call out and basically got a, a lot of people, a lot of the other chefs that are already trying to do the same thing. Like, what can we do? We just cook. And so we, right. hooey, or we came together and um, used the culinary school since they have the huge kitchen to all work together and uh, figure out the best way to get the food out. Because, you know, we have huge organizations like the Red Cross and uh, World Central Kitchen, you know, that, you know, they showed up. But yeah, honestly, when they showed up, the community was already putting food out together. I mean, that's, it gives me goosebumps, but that is something so special about Maui that you probably can't find pretty easily in most other places is that when yeah. our neighbor needs help, we just jump in. There's no yes. like, oh, what, what, you know, what's, uh, <laughs> what's the protocol? We don't even think about that immediately. You know, it's like, um, I work with people who have boats. I mean, they just, the, the roads are shut down and are closed. So people who I know have boats, were taking their boats around to to bring supplies to the people who were stuck there, you know. So, I mean, I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably all over the place right now. But um, what happened no. with the fire? But it's something I think that's very important to say about what happened because that's really one of the things that makes Maui so beautiful. It's his people. Yes, absolutely. And we need to we need to think of them first when we are you know donating and thinking about rebuilding. So yes. how can we focus our money and efforts to filter mm -hmm. and funnel towards the people who actually need it that live on Maui that are experiencing this firsthand, like instead of donating to something that is going to help rebuild, you know, tourism immediately, how can we take care of immediate need? Yeah. So I have a few organizations that I have a list of here that I'm going to send you so we can add that link. Okay. To this, so we'll but, just include um, those. But yeah, we'll include that. those links. Um, but I, 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 even I myself was like pulled to, you know, towards many different directions, you know, and, and the Red Cross is great and um, World Central Kitchen's great. Um, however, most of those organizations are so big that, and it's great that they're very organized, but mm -hmm. we want the monies to go straight to the people who need them. And that's become an issue, quite honestly. I, I know that there have been monies being sent, but they haven't even been dispersed, dispersed to people right. who need them. Uh, it, it just takes a long time. Takes, so mm -hmm. if, yeah, so if you're on social media, just, this is my personal opinion, right? Uh, again, this is not my expertise to say, hey, this is how you're gonna spend your money. But um, <laughs> for what I know, because, if you live in Maui, you pretty much know at least one person who's directly affected by the fire, right? So for me, I, I think if you, if you want meet, like the biggest impact for your $5 or $20 or whatever it is that you can afford to, to donate, it's best to donate it to the person, to the people directly. So one of the, if you're on social media, on Instagram, mm -hmm. there's Lahaina Ohana Venmo uh, page okay. right now where basically people, and they're verified people, you know, that lost their homes and they have their own account there. So you can yeah, quote unquote adopt a family and just send okay. one person or one family directly. So that's one way I think that 
people can send their money and you know it's it's you know getting to the right people right away and then there okay. are several organizations there's a maui strong fund maui rapid response maui mutual aid who uh, that particular organization's ran by kan kanaka so okay. it's like again uh local people and and indigenous hawaiians who are running it so i, I you know, and I don't want to like pick one group because I think everybody needs help, but I think they're underrepresented in many ways, right? So they need help mm -hmm. and they need to have a stronger voice. So if you feel that, you know, that clicks with you, then mm -hmm. I can direct people to certain organizations that at least speak with you and what you want to, and how you ever want to help, you know? So we have several okay. of those, but you know, if you, if you help that World Central Kitchen or even Chef Hui Hawaii, which is another organization that we work with as chefs, they're based in, in Honolulu. Uh, okay. You know, it, it still will fund the efforts. I'm just, you know, you just kind of pick and choose because, again, I Great. don't want to tell people like this is the best organization to donate to because there's not one. And in fact, that's one of the things that I, I want to do in my own efforts is that I want to raise funds and I want to rotate because... I don't want to be personally associated with just one organization because I don't think one organization is perfect. So right. I do have a lot of things that I'm working on. That's a good on. way um, to look at it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm mm -hmm. uh, um, actually, I was so inspired by the whole, this whole thing. Uh, if I just may, if I may just say this, I'm actually yes, going to Alaska do. to... Yes, I'm going to Alaska to meet up with Lizzie uh, from the from West, uh, from our team, and yes. we're doing a fundraising there. So I'm just going to say it now because that's what's happening this week. But that's so inspiring because, you know, I want to, you know, I want to talk about MasterChef a bit. And mm -hmm. uh, how do I say this? Um, I think I'm very open with the fact that I had, I didn't really understand MasterChef. <laughs> very well so when i really, got in the I know. show i kind of yeah i kind of felt like i didn't understand it either i hadn't really watched the show <laughs> i think a lot of us didn't yeah um, but i but but yeah i get why and i probably know what you're gonna say but i can't wait for you to say it so say it <laughs> so i personally okay i i feel very strongly about my cause right but about my purpose right. when it comes to how i why i cook why and and I want to talk about my name because I know that's a big question to a lot of people, and and I want to yes. explain why I'm Madame Donut, and and I want to go there, right? But um, when I did when I got in MasterChef, I was like thinking, oh, it's like a home cooking show, and so I thought like it would be a good platform to talk about where do you you know source your ingredients to cook at home, and how do you come together as cooks and whatever. And I know it's a cooking competition, but. Honestly, I hardly watch TV, so I think I had a different understanding of what it was going to be. So when I was there, I realized I didn't want to do it anymore. But then, and so I was very uninspired doing the show. And, you know, I'm not going to say many details about that other than now, today, my feeling about Master MasterChef changed because of the people that I met there. And I know it sounds so cliche, but because of the purpose because of my cause i realized that oh my god i have people reaching out to me from outside of maui like i've been in my own bubble i live in maui i love maui i i, I pretty much never left the island for a long time because i just love being here 
Um, but through Master Chef, I met you and I met a lot of people who have reached out and and showed me aloha in, in their own way, you know, and how uh, they want to know how they can help. And I'm going to have a series of um, collaborations that I'm going to be doing with, well, you and a bunch of other people from MasterChef. And like I said, I was like, oh, my God, the last few days, basically, it was like, this is why I did MasterChef. You know, like to have this network of people because there are many good people out there. And, you know, I am so touched by how many people reached out to me since the fire. So thank you, Master Chef. Oh, <laughs> I know. Isn't it great? I know the people are the best part. The people are the best part. And it's okay. So Truly. season 13, Master Chef on Fox, watch it eight o'clock at most places. And you're still yes. in it. I'm you, still what, in what, it. <laughs> what what is it? Top ten now? Almost? Yes, yes. So uh, basically, we got secured the top ten position. Me and Sav. Um, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was a tag team too, which I really loved winning that particular challenge because one of the things I always talked about is, and in, even now, right on Maui, is like how we come together. Uh, mm -hmm. And so the tag team to me is like a special kind of challenge where it shows how yeah. you can work with somebody well, right? Because uh -huh. you know, it's a competition, so you're in it for yourself. But I'm especially proud that what I won was when I could show that What's I could it? work with somebody. Oh, I love that. As a especially yeah. somebody not in my team. Yeah. yeah. You so know, I was you very know, excited I, about that. I'm going to ask you this question because I think you posted it on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere public. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's public to say, but, uh, but <laughs> yes. you said, um, you feel like a lot of, and this is what I got out of it. You feel like maybe some stuff didn't get aired because it wasn't, you know, dramatic, you know, that you didn't really, mm -hmm. you know, say anything negative about your teammates and you didn't really throw anybody under the bus. And, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of wanted to lift people up and, that, I guess, sometimes doesn't make the best TV, but it does make the best people. So I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm sad that it didn't air. Um, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You know but what's yeah. funny? The very first day, and I don't know if you remember this because I was so busy, so I don't think we know or remember what everybody else said the very first day before we all started cooking during the auditions. And... Uh -huh. um, Chef Ramsey was just kind of like talking to the whole crowd, like, oh, what would you do if you won, blah, blah, blah. And somebody said, oh, I'll travel and eat everywhere. And, and I said, if I won, I'm going to use that money for my nonprofit to feed people in Maui. And that yeah. didn't make it, obviously. It was just a casual, like, hey, hello, <laughs> yeah. whatever. So I, I didn't think that was going to make it. But that was always... Uh -huh. My goal, and you saw that post. I said it <laughs> in the back of my head. I thought I was going to infiltrate Master Chef with a different meaning of of food yeah. and coming together, and and that's where I felt like, well, you you can't expect a certain platform with a right. different idea of entertainment or whatever their message is or whatever their brand is to kind of just uh -huh. say, okay, well, that's your idea. We'll buy into it. You know, so I, I no ill feelings about it. Quite honestly, it was yeah. just a, I wasn't mad. I, I was just reporting what happened. It's just something that right, I thought that exactly. was important that I want to put out there. And, you know, since right. you didn't hear it, I wanted to say it. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's and fine. We should we should have some say in how we're represented. So good for you. I think that that Thank was amazing. 
So, um, so yeah, I mean, you, you are, you just jumped right in when there was a need as soon mm -hmm. as the very, I mean, within 24 hours, I mean, did, yeah. how did you round up these resources? Do you have connections? Like, I mean, I know you own a business, so which, which is Donut Dynamite, which we'll talk about in a minute, but like, how mm -hmm. did you pull this off? Honestly, I, I didn't realize how many people are watching me. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. I'm very colorful as you can tell. And, um, yeah. <laughs> the last few years on Maui, I can't go anywhere without people recognizing me. I mean, like little kids would be like, Auntie Donuts, you know, and it's a lot of yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> but I'm kind of a, like a local celebrity here. I guess I kind of, I'm embarrassed to say that about myself, but no, that's, don't that's kind of what I've become. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about this is that a few years ago, when I realized I'm so popular here on the island, I resented uh -huh. it because I'm like the back of the house. Like I know I'm, I'm, I'm like a ham and I'm very colorful, but I love working alone. I, I work in my donut shop mm -hmm. by myself. It's a one woman operation. So uh, generally speaking, it's not like I'm not a team. Um, what do you oh, say? You are. It's like, team player. I, I am. It's just, it's just that, um, I like my space. Right. So, right. um, I knew I had a lot of followers, um, and I think what happened to it's not just because uh, of me, but when that thing happened, everybody was on their phone, right? Like, just like during the pandemic, everyone's on their phone, like what's happening to the rest of the world. So everyone, everyone was on their phone, like what's happening? How can we help? Where can we go? And I put out this message, like I need help. Like <laughs> my, I have a friend, her name's Jennifer and, um, she started a nonprofit herself during the pandemic called Common Ground Collective. And actually, that's another organization that I think is a good uh, it's a good organization to give money to, because with or without the fire, the 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 goal is to get food out there and prevent food waste and help help like distribute the food that we already have here because we have food here. It's just going bad. You know, I think it's so okay. sad seeing like mangoes coming from a different country or different part of the world. And we buy them here for $5 each when we have mangoes coming, you know, just falling off the trees here, rotting. That's just, there's right. something wrong with that. So her organization's helping reduce that. So she goes into people's backyards and, um, you know, ag land that's not being taken care of. And so she's taking the food and distributing it to people who need it. So, oh my gosh, that's anyhow, so great. When this thing happened, she and I were like calling each other, what are we going to do? You know, and right away, she's, we ran basically to the culinary school, which, uh -huh. you know, it's in the middle of like it's vacation time. So there's no classes. She, um, reached out to the chancellor and we're just like, we need a kitchen right now. And he's like, okay, you got it. But nobody was there. Nobody was expecting us there. We go there and there's a guard like, what are you doing here? I was like, call the chancellor yeah. right now. That is it. <laughs> we had like boxes of like potatoes and whatever she could get from her, um, from her kitchen. Uh, and oh I also gosh. like, I, I just went online and went on, on, an Instagram and, and put out my call out there. It's like, Hey, any chefs out there or anyone who wants to help us cook, we need to cook for, for people. That's all I did. And I seriously had people from the big island, from Honolulu, from the mainland, flying into the island to help us cook. It, it was crazy. And then all That's these amazing. other chefs who were starting their own little projects as well, like, well, they have their kitchen, they started cooking. 
But then the problem with not coming together is that they're sending food to a shelter and another kitchen sending food sometimes to the same shelter. And then there are shelters not getting anything. So what we did is like, well, okay, where are you at? What are you doing? What area can you cover? And then eventually we used the school as a hub for all these kitchens to just, just deliver the food here. We're packaging them. And then um, World Central Kitchen came in. So they were helping distribute that. Red, uh, the Red Cross was helping as well. So it oh became gosh. like, okay, let's all just hooey. Let's all just come together here, figure out where to distribute so that no one's hungry and no food's getting wasted. So oh I gosh. honestly don't know how I pulled it off. It was just like, I'm going to use my voice really loud. And they heard me. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful glad that, that you I was did. able to use. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes you're you're on this like some of us have a big like voice said, this for a adrenaline. Reason. Yes. Yes. I was like, you know what? I'm colorful for a reason because you can find me anywhere. It's like my SOS, you know, is just my hair color like waving around, and <laughs> um and it worked. And it's really interesting because I realized that that's one more contribution I can you know, I can put out there, right? So when when something like this happens, like the fire or the pandemic, you got to figure out what your strengths are and how you yeah. can inject yourself you or like, you know, put yourself in this like, okay, where, where can I be most useful? And I right. realized, like I said, when it comes to food and getting people together, it's like that was one of my strengths. It's like right. I can put a call out there and people – help out somehow so oh my gosh that's Have why you heard the, this inspired do you know me the, yeah do you know the hummingbird parable tell me it's the one where the forest catches on fire and all of the animals just um they stand around they don't know what to do they flee they run they you know try and help or what but but they they don't know what to do but this little hummingbird it goes and it gathers water on its wings and it comes back and tries to help put out the fire little droplet by little droplet by little droplet at a time and then encourages others to come and help and then that's what you did i mean you are oh the my hummingbird. god i love that thank you so I much oh my god that's really beautiful thank you i like being the hummingbird then that's gonna be my yes. that probably was my spirit animal and i didn't even know it i'm sure it was i'm sure it was <laughs> thanks megan for that that made my day Oh, good. So, Megan, 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 World Central Kitchen is is run by um, Chef that guy Andre. that we were talking about. Oh. Yeah, we were talking about in a couple Cousandis. shows ago, or maybe we were talking. Yeah, and he's amazing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, okay. he's give it to him, man. He's, he's an amazing he's, human. He's fed millions of people. Okay, this has been yeah, a great so organization because, uh, and also one of the things I love about the organization, it's really about cooking real food. And that's one more thing is that mm -hmm. we came together. So this is what happened between me and my friend, Jennifer from Common Ground Collective. She, she and I were talking on the phone. She's like, I talked to Salvation Army. So Salvation Army, I didn't want to be really? dropping names necessarily, but it's an organization that we're okay. working with to help, again, distribute a lot of uh, what's needed out there, right? And we need organizations for this. Because again, what you're mm -hmm. talking about in the forest, well, all these animals are just going crazy, not knowing where to go. There's a reason why yeah. we have these organizations is to kind of make it more efficient. They've already made the mistakes of like running around, not knowing where to go. So right. that's why we need right. them as well. Um, right. Uh, 
But uh, where, where the hell was I? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. You were talking about the Salvation Army and you and Jennifer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So Jennifer, Jen, she was like, so yeah, I was talking to them and they said they're going to buy a bunch of, I'm not going to say the name of the pizza company, but it's a chain. And they were like, uh -huh. because the roads are impassable. I mean, they literally said they were just going to drop boxes of these pizzas into oh these like in Lahaina. And I was just like, this is the way this and I was like angry about it. Like this, I mean, I know it, it looked like a war zone when you see what happened to Lahaina, but like, don't treat people um, like that. No. I mean, I feel so strongly about that. If you want them to heal, one of the things that you can do is to feed them proper yes. food, good mm -hmm. food, because that is so just, just, it gives me goosebumps because that's how people come together. That's how a village comes together. Yeah. Any kind of get together, where, whether you're, you're, um, in, uh, you have, uh, you're celebrating something or whatever it is, food is a big part of, of that coming together. So I felt like one way for people to heal is to feel that they're welcome and be fed well, not with Absolutely. junk food. And then I know I say, like, I make donuts, but I don't make junk food. So I'm, I feel very strongly against that. So, my friend and I were like, no, we, we have food here. We have real ingredients. Like, honestly, I cannot mm -hmm. tell you, it's been really amazing. We have these beautiful organic farms yes. sending us the best ingredients. Like, it, it makes me so happy, like chopping away, like real food that we're just yes. so beautiful. And I know that that's what we were feeding these people. Like, and you know, so I am so impassioned by that. Yes. So food yeah. Is Anyways, no, no dropping boxes of pizzas no on, on people. Sorry, I, no. I, I, you, 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 you mean you're against Amazon using their drones to drop like prepackaged foods into people's well, backyards? Just, you don't like that? See, I think it's cold. You know, yes. um, there are. That's why my friends, like I said, people I know, my, my I'm, I'm friends with many fishermen, for example. Like I said, they took their boats and handed people what they need. There is something about that. Uh, in fact, I'm working with um, one of the chefs that I work with. He has this new program called, um, uh, oh, God, I, I forgot already. Um, but now, uh, Ole Aloha, which means the voices of Aloha. Um, okay. And... He, he basically has these kids like at school, like the kids feel like, well, what can we do? You know? And mm -hmm. he was like, you know, everyone just knows that they're being thought of. Right. So he had these kids write little cards, handwritten notes, and anyone can pick it up. And they're just voices of like, we are here for you. And it's so amazing when you see people like, reading them and they're in Lahaina and they know that they're being remembered or somebody's, sending them uh words of hope they're crying you know and then i'm just like people need that and again going back to where we're at right now the fire happened over two weeks ago um right. i was just in the mainland and you know the news about maui is still sort of in the air but not as much and right. that's gonna dwindle down and that's right. just the nature of the beast but um the real work now now that we don't have the adrenaline of like, oh my God, like let's feed people. Where we've placed a lot of people in different homes. Like some of the hotels are actually housing displaced wow. people so that they have a home to go to. Uh, a lot of B&B &B places um, mm -hmm. have, uh, have taken on 
families and some families here who have homes have you know adopted like they have 20 families in their home sometimes it's it's crazy but wow. people are doing their what they can do to to you know because the shelters are gone so we had, yeah. we had the shelters the first week or so now they're gone now we have them at least in real buildings if you will wow. um, and at least a little bit more comfortable we have um that happens small quickly, box I guess. yeah it happened really quickly, uh, and honestly, a lot of it is because of grassroots efforts. FEMA mm -hmm. didn't, I'm not gonna go into that, it sounds political, right. but FEMA didn't even come here until over a week later, almost like mm -hmm. second week, you know, and wow. uh, considering we're close to a mil military base, we didn't get any help from the US military until much later. I mean, it's it was, again, mm -hmm. like I said, I don't wanna be political about it because that's not my expertise, but it's, Right. I think my point in mentioning that is that the community here were the ones who were here first they to help came people out. By the time the Red Cross came, even the Red Cross was just, they were so impressed. And the World Central Kitchen. They were so impressed by how organized we were at getting help to those who need them before wow. we even had any federal help. So, Doesn't that just make you I mean, so proud of your community? I am so proud of Maui. And you know, when we were doing MasterChef during the filming, I always talked about Maui. I always talked about how yes, you did. special mm -hmm. it is. And I, I all the time. And if people ask me, it's like, oh, do you miss home? I'm like, hell yes. It's yeah. like, I, I miss Maui every day that I was there. Yeah, <laughs> I asked them, I can we go did. hiking? You know, and I said it all the time. It was something very important to me. I'm very proud of Maui. I'm very proud yeah. to represent Maui on MasterChef. I'm very proud to be still talking about it everywhere I go because the people is really what makes it so beautiful here. And I'm, yeah. and I'm oh. proud to oh, be okay. part of the people. Okay. Well, so let, 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 let's shift some gears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, what is the cooing in the background? <laughs> we have a lot of chickens, so <laughs> we have a lot of wild, like that's what I thought. feral that's chickens, what I thought. and they're no. just like around. No way, they're chickens. <laughs> so, so, so I've only been to Maui one time, and it was a couple and of years everywhere. ago, and, and it was beautiful. But the, the besides the beautiful scenery and all the sights and the water and everything, the thing that stuck in my head was. There are chickens everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. They're the everywhere. Parking and they're lot. free range. Uh -huh. They don't <laughs> bug you. They just like walk around in groups. Yep. And um, yeah. they're everywhere though. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. Um, so I I wasn't born and raised in Hawaii. I was born in another island, set of islands. I was born in the Philippines and I grew up in a farm um, and we pretty much grew and raised most everything that we ate. And so I do recall being a kid, being tiny, and my mom's like, okay, catch the biggest chicken you can catch for dinner, right? So yeah. during the pandemic and <laughs> when everybody's like, oh, we might not have any food, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'll teach you how to catch one of them if it comes out. <laughs> yeah. If it comes down to that, I can tell you right now how to catch a chicken, dress them, and cook them from scratch. Yeah, right? <laughs> while they're scratching. I mean, how many master chefs can do that? Yeah. <laughs> I was, to That's be honest right. with you, we had the chicken um, challenge. The I, yeah, I was kind of hoping it was live. <laughs> right? That would have been better to I was, 
I was kind of hoping that we had a challenge where we had to be outdoors and like cook with what you got there, you know, instead right? of just the, the regular pantry. I and cooking maybe with that's fire, a whole other you know. show. Oh maybe yeah, I actually, I was very inspired. I learned a lot from the show, um, and there's a lot of stuff that I want to put out there that I feel like, oh, I, that was a cool idea. Let me make my twist on that. So I'm actually yeah. working on a show. Um, Are you? That's gonna. Mm -hmm. I I wrote a show and I kind of got my pitch deck ready and all that stuff. So this is something that I wrote before the fire, but it was something that I, you know, it goes in line with everything that I've been doing since the pandemic. Um, I wanted it to feature Maui and the food here, how you source food. I wanted to show how you don't, if you eat chicken, you don't just have to go to a grocery store. You can go to the farm, and I want to mm -hmm. show live chicken like i want to show yeah. the farmers growing you know raising them i want to go to farms and show how they're growing the food that comes to us like you know it's it's a trendy thing to say farm to table and and i love the concept right, but, but take advantage of that yeah yeah and i i it's something that i want to like put in people's faces a little bit more like it sounds yes, great but like absolutely. really if you're faced with the chicken can you kill it and it's it's not inhumane it's, yeah, there's and if you a way. Can't, then maybe you shouldn't eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just have, you know, I mean, I again, that's my own opinion, <laughs> but I yeah, feel no, strongly about it. And you are here because <laughs> we want your opinion and your point of view and and you your answers. Don't filter. Thank you. Um, yeah. So let's let's go let's go back. Um, so you are not from Maui though. You're from the Philippines, and mm -mm. you moved to Maui. You moved to Maui as a child or as an adult. Oh, as an adult, I was. I I'm kind of fairly world traveled. Really, I'm. I I like itchy feet. Like I moved around a lot. I lived in San Francisco. <laughs> yes, I think we were talking. Well, that's yeah. why you have your um, motels as well, and you're like checking right. out different places, right? <laughs> Um, cause it's a great way to, I always feel like if you can merge what you love with your business or your work or your cause, that's, that's great. You know, I, I don't yeah. like to have to compartmentalize everything that I do. Like I love yes. food. I grew up with it, cooking it, raising it, growing it that I feel like, well, that's why it turned out to be the person that I am today, you know, and, yes, and I absolutely. love it. Some people want to separate it. It was like, I just work clock in, clock out and do my things that I love after, which whatever works for people. But for me, yeah. I find so much meaning in the every minute that I put a lot of hard work into whatever it is that I'm doing because of how much I love it. So yeah, yes. growing up in the Philippines, um, like I, we didn't have electricity when I was a kid. I, I grew up in the boonies, so my uncles built this clay stove. I literally had to make fire, start fire three times a day to cook because we didn't have refrigeration, wow. so everything had to be fresh. Um, the first time I ever walked into a real um, grocery store, supermarket, I was already 14 years old. And I was like, oh, my wow. God, how do you know if it's fresh? Because you get all these meats without blood and all that stuff. Right? <laughs> Which yeah. most You're people like, would freak out if they see blood. does not look right. To me, yeah. I freaked out that it didn't have blood. Like, yeah. like what is that? how is that fresh? When did you kill this chicken or, or cow or whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah. 
And it was really interesting because some people would look at that and kind of like, oh my God, like actually I want to mention Charles because Charles uh, was from Cambodia, Cambodia and we had that ch- uh-huh. talk about chicken, that yes. challenge where he was using what would be scraps for people like, oh, that's right. like food being wasted. And he, I think he made something really cool um, mm-hmm. and showed that like you can make proper dishes that, out that's of this not and garbage. avoid yeah. Um, yeah, food waste. And, and I think that's respecting the animal, you know? So when people think Absolutely. when people are freaked out about seeing blood that they have to kill their own animal to eat, I'm like, I would be more freaked out that you are wasting food. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's trim. That's not good for like why like it's food yeah it's like yeah, it's more respectful it i think it's more gross having to throw it out right like food waste to me i is, don't is... i don't think i fully understood that concept about you know like and i never respected hunting as much as i do now after moving here and experiencing it and talking to hunters and people that you know they do use the whole animal and yeah. you know they fill their freezer for a year and a half with an elk or, you know, whatever it is that, that they're hunting. And, you know, I used to look at it as like, oh, that's not necessary. You know, we don't have to do that anymore, but it is really a beautiful thing when you really do experience it. Um, Yeah. yeah. During the pandemic, I learned to hunt. Uh, So I, I hunt with a bow and uh, I am kind of Wyoming. Yeah, I would. I, sh- I mean, I'd bring my bow, and <laughs> but uh, um, I am sort of kind of. I haven't gone recently. Talk about the need. There's actually an organization here, um, Mawinui Venison. It's a business, if you will, but they figured out a way to serve wild hunted um, venison, mm-hmm. which is a huge problem here in Maui. We have an overpopulation of access to. Yeah. And it's oh, actually yep. caused a lot of issues with farmers. You know, it, it was, I mean, they basically become pests, unfortunately. They're so cute, I know, yep. but they have dam and they cause a lot of damage. Um, so there's this uh, company called Maui Nui Venison and they hunt and they, they hunt with heart. You know, I mean, they're amazing people. And the venison here is so good, you know, but um, I was, am sort of, if I still like have the time to go, I'm in an eradication team in the farm where I can go hunt officially because most of the land here is private, right? So that's one right. thing about hunting here is that you have to get um, permits from the people who own the land. So that's how I partnered right. with this this farm and I am allowed to go there and hunt myself. And, you know, we really use the whole animal. And if you want just the, pre- uh, you know, the premium, you know, cuts of meat, you can have that. But what we do in the farm is that any leftover carcass uh, carcass and all that stuff goes mm-hmm. into back into the soil so, so it enriches the soil you know what i mean so it's it's it everything is used everything so is used it's it's really respectful That's beautiful. and quite honestly it's perfectly amazing meat i would mm-hmm. eat that any any day over meats that are being you know, commercialized here, and commercialized weeks and, and weeks old. You know, my brother and... lives in Bakersfield <laughs> and I've driven by Highway 5 where I was like, oh my God, like, that's where a lot of the meat come from. Um, <laughs> and I swear, I'd rather go hunt for my own meat at, at any day, <laughs> quite yeah. honestly. No disrespect, yeah. but kind of. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. So, um, so tell us about how you became Madame Donut, 
Um, how, when, when you moved to Maui, you know, what, what life was like then? And, and were you always Madame Donut at heart? Like, tell us that story. Okay. I love donuts from the get go. So when I went, I went to baking school um, uh-huh. and one of my chef instructors there was the original pastry chef for the French laundry. And wow. he introduced, yes. Yeah, so I love him. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> chef Durfee, I'd probably like send a little clip of this to him just to remind him how much he kind of changed my life in some way. I mean, you know, we always Aww. meet people who inspire you in different phases in your life. And um, mm-hmm. at the time he had donuts and coffee dessert in the French laundry. And I remember thinking like, ah, my very first job when I was 15 years old, was at Dunkin' Donuts. So I felt uh-huh. like I know donuts, you know? So why okay. would you put donuts in the French, like the French laundry menu? Like this is like one of the top restaurants in the world. So I was very yes. curious. And he actually gave us the recipe for that particular dessert. And we actually made it in class. Um, and I went to the French laundry and had that dessert. And I was like thinking donuts or anything is not junk if you make it right. right. If you make it properly, you know, so I was just like, elevate, you know, elevate what you think would be junk or unimportant, you know? And so when I was getting out of um, baking school, right away, I worked in in fine dining restaurants. And I remember thinking, well, it was easy to, to make the high end desserts or make the French pastries and get respect for it. But I thought really the challenge is to take what is, normally seen as junk and changing people's minds about it right so i always thought in the back of my mind i was like i want to make donuts because it's the worst it's fried sweet there's like it's it's nothing fancy it's but but see that's the thing it's like i wanted the feeling of that familiarity and that child child childlike joy of getting a treat without Uh the uppity like oh i had croissant you know i love croissants that's yes. one of the first pastries right. i ever those made those are great but those are great that's what i'm saying it's easy to to sell something already like regarded as something high-end and beautiful and you know foo-foo and whatever but like a donut when you say a donut it's like what like i literally still get it like why you make donuts like and i've even had people ask me it's like are, do you feel responsible for making people fat i was like that's not what, what? i teach yeah, I mean, no. I've had people ask me, this is before they knew what I do and the kind of donuts that I make, you know, but I chose the donut because of the challenge. Like, uh-huh. it would be so much easier to say, oh, I'll make French pastries or I make these beautiful right, plated desserts in, in a five-star restaurant. Yeah, everybody did that or wanted to do that. I was like, no, mm-hmm. what I want to do is change your mind about something ugly or or, or gross or junk. You know, I yes. actually, I majored in fitness or exercise science. So I had a lot of friends who were like, no, like you what? Didn't. Like, you're evil yeah, now? I, I was like, no, let me change your mind about it. So that's basically the, the motivation for me is to change people's minds and also show that, that it's not mutually exclusive to have a treat right. and be healthy. So part of what I do on my own platform is that I show people that I'm active. People see me running Mm -hmm. up and down the mountains, um, lifting or doing, you know, being active, not overly crazy about my fitness because I think that it can go other way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
the balance and how beautiful it can be and how and I talk about sustainability a lot and I don't mean just food sources and all that or business it's also happiness like how can you sustain your happiness if you're like on a freaking diet all the time and you're not allowed something that pleasures you and to me that donut is a symbol of that like that like oh my god like I mean, I'm sorry, but nobody gets excited about saying, oh, my God, I ate the, like, leanest salad and, like, I boiled my (laughs) chicken breast. Like, that's not exciting. You don't giggle about it. And giggling is an amazing feeling. Like, it's not just laughing. It's the giggling, like, you almost did something naughty. Like, you got away with it. I had a donut. I think that we should always have that. Like, we don't lose that. You know, like, that's when you know you have your childlike wonder still in life uh-huh. and i think donuts yeah. again it's like a childlike treat like that's so I'm funny be yeah. slightly mm-hmm. irresponsible and so let's go donuts back to are my the name. circle of life they are the circle so of life. let's go back to my name <laughs> and so when i first used the name madame donut <laughs> uh, i was hiding i didn't want to be known which is really interesting um Okay. I thought, okay, I'm a back of the house kind of person. I'm a chef. I no, I don't talk to people, right? Like, okay. let the front people kind of talk about it. Well, when you start your business, you talk to people. You have to. <laughs> so, in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was like thinking, how do I put myself out there? And I swear to God, I didn't even have pictures of myself. My original logo had me holding my donut like, like this because I was covering my face. I didn't oh. want to be out there. And so I was oh, like, wow. what can I be to be out there and feel like I'm being me, but there's like, you know, I can separate. Yeah, my almost like a, so I didn't want to yeah, put like my, a- my real name out there. So I was like somebody, one of my friends whose mom couldn't remember my name was just like, oh, how's your friend, uh, Madame Donut? And it was like, oh, oh, oh my let, gosh, me get, let me take that name. So cute. So I took it on and I use it kind of like my pen name. So if I'm, I'm in public, I say I'm Madame Donut. People are like, and here's the thing. Like I said, I was using it to hide my, uh, who I am. Well, yeah. it kind of boomeranged back it, because people are like, well, who the hell calls themselves that? If anything, it got more attention than yeah. I expected. The universe As, was like, you're not going to hide. You're not going to hide. So I became my own living billboard of my business, Donut Dynamite. And then I took on Madame Donut and I registered it as my, basically my stage name. And you know, Uh when you, you, when you register your business, you have to define what it is. And I was just like mascot for Donut Dynamite. I literally made myself the mascot (laughs) for Donut Dynamite. So I had been using Madame Donut as sort of kind of my my pen name, if you will, as I come out mm-hmm. in public as the one who made these donuts. And then, and you know, and I loved it because I, I loved having my private life. And then yeah. when the pandemic happened, um, you know, again, we, we kind of step into, like we jump into action, like what can we do, right? And then I had to close my donut shop. Well, we all had to close, shut down the world basically, right? And I was looking around like, what can I do in my power or what I know, what can I do to help the community? Cause we're yeah. on our own right now, you know? And, and, you know, there's that fear of the bar just stop coming to Hawaii. Like, what are we going to eat? And I was just like, well, yeah. I know we have things, you know, we have food to eat. And right. I wanted people, I wanted to show people like we have so much and not, you know, shouldn't be worrying. And, um, 
And I also, of course, wanted to reopen my business. So I thought, okay, what can I do? What can we do? And I thought we have to support our fellow businesses here. There are ways to get stuff done in the mainland and sent them here for cheap. But I was like, nope, I, I had some hats made and some t-shirts made by a local company. I thought it was very important to hire a, a local printer. Mm-hmm. And then I sold them because to raise funds so I can reopen my business. And I sold so many hats that weekend because people wanted me to reopen. And I was so touched because I was like, oh. all I wanted to do is kind of like, okay, spend my last 200 bucks on a local business. And it kind of yeah. came back to me tenfold. And I felt that the only way I can survive or even do better as a business person is to give back. Yes. It, it became a big part of what I should be doing as a business person. Like I have to support others because I cannot be the only one successful because if that is the fact, if that's the case, who's going to support me? So everybody right. else around me locally has to do well, right? So I was just like, right. okay, that's when I became like a, a huge voice in supporting local businesses and, uh, and, and our food sustainability here. And it was also around the time somebody was telling me, and it's around the time I started my nonprofit. She's like, have you heard of Donut Economics? And I was like, what? Shut up. Like, I, I wish I made up that term, you know? Basically, it's a circular economics, you know? And there's, okay. you know, when you think of economics and, and uh, if you think of the way it looks, usually it's the projection is like you go up, 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 and there's really no conversation right. and when it goes down, right? Okay. And when it drops, it drops, and then we go up, up, up again. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound so efficient, you know? Because... Right. So anyways, the idea of donut economics or circular economics is that there's going to be a just, a justifiable way to do business where everybody's getting what they need, whether it be, you know, for their health, you know, and health of the, the earth, right? We can't keep like just producing and then what? We're going to deplete the world's right. resources and then we're going to move like to Mars. Rocks. Okay, I get it. People are trying yeah. to do that, but like... What if we try to take care of ourselves first? And part of that donut economics is like local and then we go global. It's not saying that we don't support global economy. It's just that you have to support local first and the people and what they need. And when one group of people or like a small number of people making all the money and nobody else is, that's really not just, and it's also right. not sustainable. And so the right. donut economics just kind of coming back at me in my face, basically, and the fact that I was already Madame Donut. And I had this moment, I was like, oh, is my donut. Like I thought I was Madame Donut because of the treats that I make, but it's mm-hmm. really my cause and my purpose. It's like, like what uh. I was saying, like, how did I do it? Like, how did it, how was I able to, put a call out there and people came together and help out. I was like, yeah, that's who I am. That is my strength. That is my gift. I was trying to figure out what I can do to help. That's what it was. And so it became my thing. And yeah. Yeah. And, and it was also around the time I got divorced. So my mom was asking me, she's like, Oh, are you keeping your married name? And I was like, hell no. And then I was like, 
well, I don't want to go back to my maiden name either. And she's like, well, don't people call you Madame Donut already? And I was like, yes, but I never changed my license. And I uh-huh. thought, like, you know, uh, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I registered that as my business, like, public name. Uh-huh. There's no reason why I wouldn't take that on as my real name at this point. So I changed my name legally. That is why when um I was on the show, I was a little upset <laughs> that they called me MD. And I was like, that's not who I am. I'm Madame Donut. No. And, well, unfortunately, Gordon uses the word donut when he's being mean to people. So he's like, I'm not going to call you donut. I'm going to call you MD. But that oh. is why I was what, a little sour about you do it. That's weird. I cannot tell you that's their own story and I I, I cannot speak for them. But before the auditions, I already told them if I'm not going as Madame Donut, I'm not doing the show. I I told I had a me I don't know if you remember this when we had our very first meeting in the room when they announced who are going to audition and I was there I had a talk with one of the producers I told them I'm not doing the show unless I go as Madame Donut. It means a lot to me. My name is not just because it's the treat. They're like, oh, it's your business name. Like, no, it's my name. And so they told me I can go as Madame Donut. And then when I got my apron and said MD, I I lost uh, joy in cooking in that kitchen. (laughs) I was very uninspired after that. But, but, you know, whatever. I still did it. (laughs) I had no choice at that point. You're killing Thank it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. I am so proud of you. It's Thank so you. hard to watch every week. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my I, gosh. I, to be honest, I haven't seen most of the episodes except this week. This past oh, yeah? week. Because so I haven't seen to, it. I haven't seen the show since the auditions. Um, but I saw the last two episodes because I was in the mainland. And, uh-huh. you know, there's TV in my hotel room. And I was like, what, what do I do? I guess I got to watch it. So I, I watched it yeah. for the first time since the auditions. And and it was so funny, too, because it was, of course, like, it was a good week that I was off to see the uh-huh. show because that's when we got the immunity pin. And I didn't plan mm-hmm. that. Um, and also that that episode where I was crushing on Chef Rush. So that yes. was a fun one. That was, you were a <laughs> such a star on that one you were so good I love I love that they highlighted you I actually want to say something about that because talking about my purpose right so I you know the show again what's the drama like on that particular episode like crushing and chef rush and at first it was a little like no um but i just want to say i'm so glad they included that part in the beginning when i said thank you to chef rush because of what he was doing for the community you know and he has a lot of charity work and so when um I first heard about him and you know most of us kind of knew or had an idea who might be coming um Mm -hmm. When I first heard about him, I, I I read his story and remember when I was like saying I was trying to figure out what my purpose is and how to, you know, how I can be of service. And basically his little story was very similar to my mine and mine is smaller. I, I didn't go as viral as he did. But basically when I was dealing with my own popularity here on Maui and I felt like I'm a private person, I don't want that kind of attention. But then I realized, well, Okay, well, here, here, I'm, here I am, like, what do I do with it? And I thought right. that if I'm getting this attention, what if I can funnel that into something that's bigger than me and more important than I am, right? Like with, when yeah. it comes to my purpose. So when I was reading his story, 
And basically, when he went viral, he made that decision. It's like, okay, this is something I stand for, and that's why I'm here. That's what I'm gonna use my popularity for. And so uh-huh. I made this whole comment, like, oh my god, I love. Oh, like, I think he said, I'm so in love with Chef Rush. And then, of course, MC found the drama in that and put that on there. But um, I'm so glad mm-hmm. that they added that on. That I was really thanking was him cute. for what what he does. Yes, it was. <laughs> but I had to was, answer a lot of questions about that, so I thought I'd yeah. clear that in the air. <laughs> so, so I, I just want to—I want to tell you a little story about um, what I what I learned from my family um, when I told them that you were going to be on the show. <laughs> um, I I don't know who you are. I didn't know who you were. I don't know much about MasterChef. I only watched it because Megan was on it, <laughs> yes. um, and I only watched that episode. Um, I don't. I like cooking shows, but I just don't make time to watch them. Yeah, yeah. But my daughter does. Mm. And she's, she's 10 years old. And I said, yeah, we're having this this lady called Madame, Madame Donut on the show. And she goes, Madame Donut? I know her. I've watched her. I, you know, she's great. Blah, blah, blah. And oh. I was like, wow, she does. She knows more about this stuff than I do, but you're you're affecting people probably in a bigger age range than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank she's you. ten, yes. and she knows who you are, and you made an impression on her, and I thought that was really sweet. So. Thank you so much for sharing that. I Aww. I have, like I said, I had to learn how to use what I got going for me. Um, like I said, the attention. If people are looking at me, what can I do with that? That's that is going to have some impact, the positive impact. That, so is, that makes me happy. That's hugely so. inspiring because that's really rare. A lot of people just want the attention and want the attention, want the attention, but you're throwing it back out into the world. And I love that about you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, so <laughs> this is not the first time you were on TV. You also won Donut Showdown on the cooking channel. Yes, that- this was... Six, oh, eight years ago now, I guess, before I opened the brick and mortar. So Before? Called, oh, wow. Yeah. So they called me. This is me, okay? Even the first time MasterChef reached out to me, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I have this weird, I have this weird, like, good and evil kind of thing going on in my conscience. Like, like I said, I don't want to be popular. But then opportunities keep coming to me like, oh, let's put you out there. And I'm like, okay. And, um, Uh and you know, I've learned more and more recently to like just own it. Right. And, and even have fun with it and, you know, enjoy it in my own way, you know? And I think the best way for me to enjoy it is like, again, to attach it to something that I think is more important than me. So I'm not the one you're going to remember eventually, hopefully. Um, uh, so anyways, that whole donut show, then they called me and I said no at first. And then they called me again. And the second time they called me, I was like, ah, I need money to <laughs> open my shop. So yeah. I was like, well, I mean, it's 10 grand. It's not like a whole lot of money, oh. but it was like, I was so broke. You know, so I was like, I'll take 10 grand to, if I can make 10 grand in one day, like, that would be great. You know, it was just like one of those like, well, it sounds Why right, not? you know. And this is the funny thing. That particular um, production was filmed in Canada. So okay. here is me thinking, okay, this is me thinking like, oh, it's in Canada. Nobody I know would know it. 
Like, I'm going to do the show, make the 10 grand, and then come home and never tell anybody about the show. <laughs> so I go in. Because TV doesn't go everywhere. Yeah. So this is me. Like I said, I have this thing like, oh, I can hide. And uh, I go there and literally while we were driving in the van with the other um, contestants to the studio, I was like bragging about what I thought was going to turn out. I was like, oh, you know, nobody has to know that we're going to do the show. And they look at me and say, you know that this is being filmed here, but this is actually an American show. Like it was getting shown in Canada, obviously, but like it was getting shown in the Food Network Canada. And that's what I thought I was working with because that's what the paperwork said. Um, but no, it's also their sister company, The Cooking Channel, is actually showing that as well. It's going to be uh-huh. in national TV. And I was like, what? <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> I was just like, no. But at that point, again, this is kind of like MasterChef. I already signed the contract. I'm doing it. I have right. to compete. So I always yeah. find myself and it's like, did I just like say yes to like massive, like basically <laughs> it's a, it's a huge platform. And right. like I said, at this point, I've learned to own it. And even with MasterChef, that was like my last post kind of was reflecting that, like how yeah. I am grateful that I did it. it. It's for a reason. And sometimes you don't know what your gifts are until people Absolutely. remind you and these opportunities come and, and they happen and you're like, oh, wait, this is my contribution. And, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, now just learning to be more proud of it. Oh, I love so, that. So thank you. That's such a beautiful <laughs> thing. You should say yes more often. Yes, like, right, I should. I keep saying no. And practice I keep coming it, back. practice it. Yeah, practice Just it. go into the mirror. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's good for you. That was it's, a it's, yeah. It's, it's the ultimate positivity saying, it right? Is. Yeah. It is. It is. It's not it's, like, why? But it's it's got to be like, why not? Like, do it. Just do it, you know? So, yeah. I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? Like I said, even going back to the fire, and, and, and it's a really it's a devastating time on Maui, but I was talking to, well, a a team of people today about, you know, we have a few projects. I had a meeting with uh, basically my soon to be new board (laughs) for for my nonprofit. And we're talking about like, you know what, we're going to save the world. (laughs) I mean, you know, you kind of want to be able to do that, but it's, uh, it's really important, I think, that we all know what our strengths are and how we can contribute. And and this is basically what happened to me. It wasn't my plan. I yeah. didn't dream of it. I mean, I have to admit that when I first started Donut Dynamite, I just wanted to show off. Yeah. You know, I wanted to show off my skills. Like, I am very comfortable in the kitchen, and at least in the pastry kitchen. And I wanted mm-hmm. to show how I could change people's minds. This is my ego speaking to me at yeah. the time. Like, I can show you the best donuts on the planet. And that was my goal. And yeah. I didn't know that that was going to give me a little, not slap in the face, but like, hey, no, you're, it's more, something is more important than you. And when I did find that, you know, again, that sounds cliche, but when you do nope. something, when you serve um, using your gifts, I, I think it's, it's just a, you just have this sense of bigger accomplishment than if you just yeah. won the trophy, you know, it's, yep. it's, it's and the it real comes back to you so many times mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel really good about it. So yeah, yeah that's, that. oh, oh <laughs> that's my gosh. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing all of everything with us. Um, how, so let's, let's go back to how we can donate, where we can donate. Are they going to bill? Are they going to be able to find the links with us or do, yes. are we just going to speak them or? 
Yeah, so I'm going to send you the link so we, we, you can put it on your on your page, and I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I'm, I would suggest local organizations first. Yes. Well, this is my tier if I have to choose, you know. I would donate to a family first, like a, uh -huh. a real person first if I have that option. So I have the Lahaina Ohana Venmo page that I, I'm going to send you. So if mm -hmm. you prefer that, you know, that's that's you have that option and then we have local organizations first like i said there's maui strong fund there's maui rapid response maui um, mutual aid that is run by kanaka or uh, local people mm -hmm. uh, there's common ground collective that with or without the fire uh, has been you know that's been their their purpose is to make sure that food like real healthy organic foods going out there instead of being wasted and basically mm -hmm. showing that we do have enough food on Maui to feed ourselves. Um, and then we can go up to whatever people feel like, okay, that's an organization I believe in. Like I think uh, World Central Kitchen is doing amazing work right. here and everywhere else. Um, of course, there's the Red Cross, you know, that's universal. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's, there's so many organizations right now, but I just wanna say be careful because sad thing is when when something like this happens people do take advantage and so right. even the first week we had you know there were some organizations that started raising money and then we couldn't really verify who they are so that's why i'm gonna i have a list here of what i personally know are organizations that i can say hey i know these people and then at least um verified organizations um outside of mommy so I'll give you that list. Okay. So thank you. Awesome. Well, um, thank so, you. So Megan's usually the one to cry on this show, but <laughs> I think I'm going to do it right now. And um, I know that, you know, some kids' parents have died. And what can we do? You know, feeding people is great. It's it's a necessity. But what, what do we do for the kids who don't have family anymore? Yeah. What can uh, we do? Wow. Um, honestly, right now, like I said, this is the hum part of the tra tragedy where we're not quite as, like, we're not quite living on adrenaline right now. So now we're dealing with other layered problems like mental health issues. You know, um, there are already at least one suicide that I know of, uh, like uh, the, um, victims if you will that survived and that is a, a a huge problem right now the survival guilt is a real thing i have that myself um but people who's you know who have families that passed and they're the ones who made it and they're dealing with a lot of mental health issues right now so um that's not my expertise but um i think you know, it when you say, when we say like, you know, keep Maui in your prayers, prayers are, you know, and I'm not like a, necessarily a very religious person, but prayers are amazingly powerful. Um, uh, I mentioned that program that my friend was starting, um, Voices of Aloha, and I'm actually gonna put it out there as well, where people can send in letters cards i'm going to uh alaska and I'm, and lizzie teaches kids and mm -hmm. i'm i'm holding a class with her uh, a children's cooking class with her and it's something that you know these young people 
you know, sometimes they're like so innocent and not realizing the impact of that, like losing your parents. And, you know, right now we haven't talked about where they will be going. One thing about Maui is that community will support. So most of these kids will have family or, or at least um, a, an extended family who would take them. So in a way, I, I think if we just act as we do on Maui, they will have a family to go home to. But I think right now it's the mental health issues that we rarely ever get to discuss um, and it doesn't get enough support. Um, there are organizations that are, are coming together and that's the next level, I think, right? So there's the rebuilding of the physical, you know, town, there's rebuilding of the community and there's rebuilding of, of people's, you know, I mean, I mean, emotionally right now we're crushed, right? Um, we got to get the morale back up. And so, yeah, again, it's not my expertise, but there are going to be organizations that are going to start working on that. And the more I know about it, and thanks for bringing that up, I do have a lot of people I can reach out to that can give us that information and how to help, especially being so far away from the mainland. And, and again, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because we are depleted. We're like emotionally depleted. And I thought that, hey, I have friends in the mainland that I want to talk to. And I want you to talk about it, you know, um, because Absolutely. besides donations, we need other kind of help. You know, uh, we're talking about visiting Maui too. And that's one thing that we didn't talk much about. Um, you know, when this first happened, the immediate reaction is like, oh my God, we're closed. We cannot deal with tourists right now. And so there was this message, message put out there. It's like, oh, Maui is closed. Don't come here. And sometimes that's just, you know, the, your initial like knee jerk reaction because you cannot deal with it. And, and I get it. And, and that's understandable. We do need time to heal. But I think also one way that people can do other than donate is if you can go on a vacation and, and choose to come here, we will, we need it. You know, I am not all about 100% tourism as part of our local commerce, but we do need it. So mm -hmm. that's one way to support Maui is to be here and be yeah. respectful. And maybe if you come here, I mean, we'd love it if you take some time to volunteer or plant a tree or there are some eco-tourism happening here. And we have this program called Malama Maui. And this was, you know, something that was already organized and, and started during the pandemic. So Maui Visitors Bureau is another resource to find out more about like tourism here on Maui right now and how, how you can help as a tourist. Like if you come here, please support the local small businesses because that's really what we need right now. And, you know, I talk about Maui and how beautiful it is and how the community just came together. A lot of the restaurant, pretty much many people in, in like many businesses in Lahaina are, are gone, right? So the ones remaining here were the ones who jumped in and fed these people, who were the ones who like housed people. So these people need need support as well. So if you come here as a tourist, like support a local small business Spend because these are the people who yeah. are gonna support the people in the Haina who lost everything. So it's just being mindful, you know, that 
that Absolutely. when you come, be, be, be mindful, be, be kind. You know, I mean, we want you to have your weddings here. We want you to, you know, celebrate here. But, you know, just, just remember that, there, you know, we are here. And we, we can't help it when people come here. We welcome people with aloha, a lot of smiles, you know, but we are also hurting inside. So just, just be nice. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, yeah. when people are, are going through pain, sometimes they, they seem like they're not welcoming, but really we, we right. would appreciate the help. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. It was so great to see your face. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much oh for having thank me. Thank you for sharing your really... story. And yeah, <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> Aloha. All right. Best of luck. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Aloha. All right. <laughs> Thanks, see you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Are you still there? Okay, so I didn't want to like just hang up. You did so doing... great. You did so Thank great. You Thank guys. you. Appreciate you. Oh both. my gosh. What time is it I there? It's late. I don't know. It's 730. It's 830. Ah, okay. That's not too crazy. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Wait, you're not in the same city? No. no. We used to be, oh. we used to live in the same neighborhood, but not anymore. We're in different states. That's so wild. That's okay. Yeah. So I have yeah. my own podcast as well, which I started, uh, I guess I want to say a year or so ago, a little over a year ago. And I call it my, my clickbait sustainability podcast because it has all okay. these clickbait photos of me, like pretty much naked with my donut, you know? Um, but it's like, it's my clickbait podcast, but it's actually like a podcast on, on sustainable, like sustainable Don't happiness. Don't any ideas. I am not doing that. And <laughs> that's so funny that'd be so hilarious though it's like <laughs> it would be you will have to call the podcast something else but right, it's like so interesting she she, she 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 megan did tell me something about that so <laughs> you warned me it's yeah. like a sexy podcast and i make it sound like that but actually all the 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 topics are about um, supporting local businesses and sustainability and all that stuff. And so the, the topics are very wholesome and I make it a point that it's like, I clickbaited you to listening to, to this, a story yeah. you probably wouldn't. And so that again, talking about like gifts, I'm not very shy. So I'm like, and it's one more thing that I do kind of on the side. It's like, uh, because I'm called Madame Donut. A lot of people are surprised when they see me because they're expecting a, a big lady or, you know what I mean? Like they didn't, ex right. they don't expect a girl in a bikini running around, you know? And so I kind of thought like, you know, just for comedy, I kind of thought like, that's kind of an interesting concept in a way. Like there's that donut lady that's mostly naked, but she's mm -hmm. actually talking about other things stuff that because matters. right away is people are like oh do you have your only fans and then and also so so the danger in that is like it it takes it brings people who may not be the audience that i want but right. they leave they leave yeah. so i don't really that's not become a problem because at first i was a little worried about that but they leave when that's not exactly the content that they want however i do mm -hmm. bring in some people who would normally um think that they want to listen to any more like sustainability podcasts or whatever uh yeah. farm and all that stuff and yeah. when they hear what i got to say i do get a lot of respect for it in fact most of my fans are all about what my content is more than 
what I put out there. But it, I made it a joke. I it's part of my yeah, you have my, to thing. It's 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 yeah, really funny. I know, and I love Bill, it. You gotta check it, it out. So like, oh my god. It's, it's literally the yeah, logo is me naked with a donut hiding everything. <laughs> I think it's I hilarious, it. but that's part I of my comedy. You <laughs> guys so really yeah, appreciate it. Here, and I hope that I hope that people listen. I hope we raise a lot of money for Maui and yeah. I'd love to come back um, you know, soon. I was there earlier this year, but I would love to come back yeah. and, and when if you I come do, back we'll We'll, we'll do something do, else we'll do too. Something together, and yes. yeah, we'll do a collaboration. And and I'd love to help volunteer. So, thank next you, time. thank you so much. There's always yeah. something All to right. do. So, okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate All you. Right. Thank you. See you Have a good night. See you later. Bye-bye. You too. You too. Bye bye.